Yeah. Welcome to Meet Your Monsters. If the only kind of hooker you'll ever pick up is an Edgar Allan hoe, then this is the <laughs> that's for you. My, that's my Halloween costume, damn it. <laughs> I stole that Kathleen showed me last, last night some picture on the internet. I've so, seen that. It's a yeah, so whoever put that up, I stole your drugs. Fucking awesome. Uh, my name is Ava Macon. These are my friends. Kathleen. Matt. Colby. Sarah. Derek. Uh, for you at home, Meet Your Monsters is a podcast in which I show my friends horror movies that I love, and we find out if they love them too, or if they just think my taste in movies sucks. I'm very spitty tonight. I'm, I'm sounding like I got a lisp all of a sudden. <laughs> Suffer and suck a tash. <clears throat> Okay, this week's monstrosity is the 1999 movie Stir of Echoes, written by Richard Matheson and David Cope, and directed by David Cope. The film stars Kevin Bacon as Tom Witzke, Catherine Erb as Maggie, um, Zachary David Cope as Jake, and uh, is that Ileana? Is that how you say that? Alina uh, Douglas? Ileana. As Lisa? Yeah, pretty name. Okay looking actress. <laughs> uh, there seems to be a divide as to whether was, people find her attractive or just not. She, she said she had a pretty name. She can look very beautiful, and then sometimes very just she's very striking at least. Big eyes. I know. Yes. I know. On Cape Fear, he bit a, De Niro bit a big chunk out of her cheek, and she didn't look so good then. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a cool movie. Okay, so um, we're in an effort to make this a good podcast. We're doing something a little different. Uh, with the sinister synopsis, I have used the Blake Snyder beat sheet to kind of break up the movie. Mm. And so I figure what I'll do is I've I'll, I'll I'll name each of the of the beats and I'll talk about what part of the movie I think that fits into, and then you guys can tell me if you agree or disagree, or uh, you know if you like that that part of thing or not. Please say you're going to wrap it to a signal. Yeah, <laughs> I just want you to drop some beats. <laughs> yeah. Um, I might have... Uh... Oh. oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, I'm getting ahead of myself. I got all these papers. <laughs> I'm not used to having so many notes. I guess then we'll just dive right in and uh, follow us through the darkness of our wasted and festering memories as we struggle to recall the movie we just watched with this week's Sinister Synopsis. <laughs> awesome. Uh. <laughs> Live bitches. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> bitches. It's, it's a new organ player. <laughs> We're move, moving on up to the eighties. <laughs> okay, so um, after being hypnotized by his sister-in-law, a man begins seeing haunting visions of a girl's ghost, and a mystery begins to unfold around her. I stole that right off the fucking IMDb page. But it was pretty good. That was yeah, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> it's okay. Who it's would good. do that with anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so this, this in, according to uh, Blake Snyder, he classifies the movies a little bit different than just horror and action. Is this he, be a monster in the house? Uh, you would think, but I put it as dude with a problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. What do you think? Because totally you could say this could be monster in the house, and what that means is, you know, there's there's uh, something. He, I think though, I think you're right because in there, like in the beginning of the movie, they didn't talk about the monster in the house. They talked about all his problems. Yeah, and he went on solving them from there. Yeah, and for the people that don't know the Blake Snyder's work, he um, the monster in the house is the classic horror setup, and what this usually is is people are isolated and something is picking them off. 
Yeah. That's usually how the monster in the house goes. Jaws, aliens. Yeah. Dude with the problem is there's a dude with a problem. <laughs> and I think oh, yeah. I think this I think this movie fits that category a little better than Monster in the House because no one's really getting picked off no. in this well, movie. Well no, yeah, she didn't have the power to to hurt anybody, did she? If she did, she wasn't. Yeah. She, she wasn't had the power to clearly yeah. communicate. No, she she did. the channel. She did her damnedest to try and hurt the wife. She did? Yeah. Well, she, she, she made her hit his, hurt her head. What? Down in the crawl basement. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I've done that too. I'm blaming it on ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the uh, opening image is young Jake is sitting in the tub and he's talking to someone. And you get the impression that he's talking to his father. But as the scene unfolds, he's talking to someone who isn't there. The kid clearly has uh, some sort of supernatural ability. He sees things. The or, eye. Or he's crazy Ooh, as shit. Who knows? <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, I believe that the, the theme in this movie, the theme that's stated is um, when he... And, oh, and I should say, too, that these aren't in order necessarily of the... Uh, events. The events in the movie, they're just in the order of the structure that he presented us hmm. in the book. So some of it's out of order, but, you know. You should see this movie. Yeah, anyway. watch the movie. Okay, so so the theme, I think, in the movie was um, he's, he tells his wife that uh, when he told her he was going to be a rock star, he wasn't just talking shit. Like, he didn't intend to be a lineman forever. And uh, what he's essentially saying is that he's not feeling very important about himself. If the one that got pregnant, then he could have been a rock star. I'm right, assuming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember, uh, was it Senator Todd Aiken made a really good point. The woman's body does have the ability to shut that whole process down. <laughs> mm-hmm. and she this, did. this will be Colby's last podcast because we all murdered him after this. She's got a knife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the setup goes like this. Maggie's sister... Um, Lisa tells Tom that Maggie is pregnant. Tom is super bummed out, and the reason for that, Colby, you're looking perplexed. Is there a Bart in this movie, too? <laughs> Maggie and Lisa. Uh, <laughs> is there a Homer? That's one of the raving There is no Bart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's bummed because he, he wanted to be in a band. He's got ambition, and, and this kid is just another fucking... Semen shoe. As oh. <laughs> Not to say, but you know, that's how they. Oh, what? Semen shoe. Semen shoe? Oh, <laughs> I heard semen shoe too. I, I was like, shoe. is that a thing that people call other people? <laughs> Maybe they're just semen shoes. <laughs> we were just talking about old time mafia stuff. That would be a bummer, though, if I knew you. Yeah. I'd take that as a warning. It's like the horse in the bed. Godfather, oh, God, oh, God, yeah. God no! I'm getting load in my boot. <laughs> I'll never walk again. I'm getting off track here, but I'll tell you guys a story because it's funny. Okay, so I was at this Christmas party when I was in high school, and this kid, this kid says, uh, "Dude, wouldn't it be funny if I put fudge in this guy's shoe?" And I was like, "Yes, we should totally put fudge in this guy's shoe." And then we laughed about it. And then uh, the next day, my brother picked me up and we went to Arby's. And I noticed all this fudge seeping out of my shoe. <laughs> I fudged my own shoe. <laughs> I didn't even recognize it in the pile of long, I thought you were going to say that you got fudge and he was saying crap. No. <laughs> okay. They didn't swear back then. No. It was, <laughs> like, oh, my own shoe. It was Christmas fudge. It wasn't, it wasn't shit. Okay, so... So Tom is kind of bummed out. His wife's pregnant. They're hurting for cash. He doesn't have the free time that he wants. 
Um, the catalyst starts when they're at a, a neighborhood party and the sister Lisa uh, hypnotizes Tom and and we don't see it, but they describe they, they've kind of made him do some some weird things and everybody's laughing at him. And she before gave him tetanus too. She oh, might have gave him tetanus because she poked him with a needle. Mm. Um, but they're from Boston. They don't care. They're from Chicago. Oh, whatever. They live by the train tracks. It's okay. That's true. They They've do. They've all been there. Yeah, all the tetanus. You're born with tetanus in Chicago. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, good old tetanus. Okay, so he, uh, she, she tells him before she's done uh, that when he wakes up, he'll have an open mind. Ooh, that's fucked up because now his mind is open to all kinds of things. Mm. Okay, so now this is where I was. I was getting a little, a little uh, maybe off here. You guys can tell me if you think if this is right. the The debate part of the movie is typically where the hero is saying like the refusal of the call mm-hmm. to adventure. That's mm. um, you know I don't want to do this, but there really didn't seem to be one of those in this movie. So I what I was thinking, was. I mean, he went back and told her to fix his brain right right but he but he was and that that could be that could be it for sure um but that came so far later it was him mostly just trying to figure out what she's i guess that's the next step probably. <clears throat> yeah okay so i i wrote that you know maggie is is seeing her family falling apart her husband and her son are seeing ghosts and weird things that she doesn't see and the sister tells her that it's kind of up to her to fix it. And so she takes off late at night to meet this weird dude, Neil. That's that, a cop. That they met in the cemetery. Yeah. Poor guy. Everybody in this group at least thought he was a rapist. He's probably a really nice guy. He yeah. Did, uh, plans. He was putting out the vibe. You don't do, you don't act that way towards children. You know, watching the, uh, this other movie, like, and we're talking about, like, uh, like all brothers and sisters and families in movies, like, it's really, really hard to like have the like the brother, sister, whatever, like any kind of way of liking anyone in a movie without it looking like you want to fuck them. Like yeah, I always feel I like agree. any family in a movie, like those brother and sister, they're about to fuck. Abe, <laughs> you cringe. I think I cringed internally because I have never. <laughs> no, I completely get what Derek saying. There's a, there's a boy and a girl. There's a situation yeah. where I was just like. Yeah, they're gonna be romantically entangled. Same with like friends, like, yeah. and it's I don't know why that is. Like, it's hard for me sometimes to buy like brother and sister. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. no, you're not really related, but you're making out on the set. You know? Like Shannon Dory and Jason Priestley. Yep. They don't even look alike. Come on, <laughs> twins. I and I actually I just whacked my knee on the table. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I like. So I'm still okay one, with the one I just yeah. came to mind that real famous movie with the brother and sister is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, I never thought he wanted to fuck. Well, I'm not saying. Every, I'm not saying every movie. I what about Donnie Darko, where they really were brother and sister? <laughs> yeah. And the well, whole time I was thinking, I think they bang. <laughs> well, even it's, I think it's hard if you're sorry if you're a, not a good as actor too to like hmm. show caring without it being romantic. Like, because yeah. I would just automatically I be like, I love you. If I'm being honest, what I think it is, and I shouldn't talk shit because I'm not a millionaire screenwriter I think screenwriters really don't know mm-hmm. how to make a brother and sister interact the closest thing they can come is like flirting so they can mm-hmm. make it seem like they're flirting yeah. with each other and but it's just I mean, it's just not very good writing is what mm-hmm. it is they just yeah. don't know how brother and sister talk to each other that's a tough one though because it, it could be the performance because mm-hmm. you, the, you, be you could have a very stale scene written and the actors could overdo it that's true because they're attracted to each other they don't really know each other 
Yeah, the director could to... be like, faster, more intense. Sometimes the key grip fucks up the lighting. Well, we had this same kind of conversation during Lost Boys because you guys were saying that you thought the brothers were a little bit too intimate. Yeah, no, that's As to where true. I thought, I like, you know, with my brothers, we joke around and wrestle. There's never any like finger banging or anything. <laughs> they weren't joking <laughs> around wrestling. They were like snuggling. Yeah, they were like, he was like caressing the other side so of his chin. Sweet. I don't, yeah, see. That's it must have been written by a woman. Was that really written by a woman? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, women are the only ones who can write feelings? <laughs> 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 well, yeah. yeah. Like there were times like. the only ones that have feelings. <laughs> if I were like kicking my brother's ass, he would kiss me. In order to make oh. me escape, because I'm like, and then I, That's and then he'd run away. So, <laughs> it, I'm sure he stole it from Bugs Bunny, because Bugs would do that all the time. Oh, but you know, so I'm saying it, it, it varies in the way. Yeah, I guess desperate times. Yeah, but Nin- that's, that episode is where we learned that Kobe, <laughs> my brother was dying. <laughs> I just gave him a cardiac check. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice knowing you. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, sir. I'll avenge you, probably. <laughs> probably. Okay, let me get back back Sorry. on track here. Okay, so um, she goes to see Neil, who seems to know uh, a little bit about what's going on. He has told her to send her husband. She knows her husband won't go, so she talks to him herself. And what he tells her is that she has to find out what the spirit wants um, and then do whatever its thing is. So the break in the two for me was uh, Jake is being um, babysat while, while the parents, Tom and Maggie, go off to this high school football game because that's a big deal in chicago i guess it's a big deal here yeah i suppose mm-hmm. um college yeah high school football games are pretty crowded and so um so <coughs> the babysitter debbie is hanging out and she hears jake talking to someone on the baby monitor and she goes up to find out and he says that he's talking to samantha and she grabs him and heads off out the door snatches his little ass and uh tom at the game or on his way to the game is having these bad visions and and feeling weird, and he gets the impression that she's taken him. It's a flashing red light. Yeah, and so he follows the the clues, and, and he finds her at the train station. You know what was great about this movie was it kept leading you down these paths. You're like, okay, I see what's going on here, and then you're like, no, that's not at all what's going on here. Because that one, you're like, that bitch is trying to kidnap him. And then, mm-hmm. like, she's actually kind of right. She's like, this motherfucker says he saw my missing sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so he, he chases her to the train station, and finds out that he she was taking the kid to his mother to try to get information about her missing sister. Uh, she shows Tom a picture of the sister, and sure enough, it's the same girl he's been having these weird visions about. And so we know they're connected. He doesn't know how. Okay, so here we get to the B story. And this is um, Tom's friends, uh, his friend Frank and his landlord Harry, are sort of living vicariously through their sons, Adam and Kurt. And they're like, oh, they play lots of football. They bang sexy chicks, <laughs> and uh, and and they're. Yeah. When I played Pee Wee football, last <laughs> hindsight, that is so awful, because he knew that he's like raping chicks. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh yeah, he's, he's like crushing the hottest. Literally, literally, but they're tearing her up. They seem to be over reveling in their in their kids' youth. Um, which isn't unexpected for a father, I would think, having no children of my, of my own. Um, you find out later exactly why. Okay, so the fun and games portion of this comes in is uh, 
is Samantha, the ghost, is growing more and more steadily upset because no one is making any progress on the thing that she wants, which we don't really know what she wants just yet. And so she, she goes full haunted house. She's turning the channels. She makes the bath water cold. She turns off the lights in the basement. Like, this is the, the ooh, it gives you the willies sort of, sort of part of the movie. And then here at the midpoint is when Tom asks the sister to hypnotize him to try to fix whatever she fucked up. And so she tries, and um, in the vision that he's having through his hypnosis, uh, Samantha appears to him and says, Dig. And uh, that's his task. He must dig. And he dig he does. He dig digs. He digs. <laughs> Can you dig it? <laughs> Watch but, the which he doesn't actually need to dig. <laughs> yeah. 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 Up. It, it was a cryptic clue, but yeah. He <laughs> should have said chisel. Yeah. He, he dug Go the yard. He dug up the floorboards. He dug up the basement with a jackhammer. Maybe she just wanted to mess with that guy's house, which justifiably. <laughs> yeah. The guy yeah. who owned it. Maybe. I think she's just like a moody teenager. Though, like clearly yeah. something's wrong, but they just like, I don't well, want to talk about just it. Well, just away at the end. You don't see him fixing yeah, anything. <laughs> okay, so so during all this madness, um, Maggie gets a phone call that her grandma's died, and she's expecting them to all go for the funeral. Tom is like, Nope, I got some digging to do. So they have a big fight. So her and Jake take off to to visit the the folks and and grandma's funeral. And he stays and keeps on digging and destroying the house. Um, the all is lost moment comes when, uh, in in his madness, he's like alienated his family. He's used up all his sick days and destroyed the house that they rent. And uh, the neighbors are starting to pay attention to all the weird clanking and jackhammering and shit. And um, calls his wife. He's kind of you know, he's running out of oomph with this task. And she tells him she's going to come and pick him up. And uh, just about then, he accidentally crashes through the wall and finds the corpse of Samantha. Of the weakest bricks ever. They were in a hurry. They paper mache. You got time to lay down. Yeah. Proper mortar. He did own the house, though. He had time. Yeah, he could have just not used the paper mache. Yeah. So he finds this corpse. When he when he touches it, he has a vision of exactly what happened and what happened was the awesome teenage kids kurt and adam uh tried to rape the girl and accidentally killed her because she was screaming and they stuffed some plastic over her mouth and she suffocated because they can't seem to work that out logically okay so tom goes to get frank and uh he he shows him what happened and he tells him, you know, I think I know why your son tried to shoot himself. And he finds out that uh, Frank and, and Harry both were in on it. They, the kids told him what they did, and they covered it up by burying her ass in the wall. Frank pulls out a gun, and he tells Tom to leave. Tom leaves, which you do. Yeah. <laughs> and you hear, you hear this. Booked it out of the basement. We break into the third act here. Uh, before Tom can call the police... Uh, there's a knock on the door. It's, of course, Harry and Kurt who have come over, concerned by all the racket. Harry pulls a gun, and it's it's pretty obvious they're going to kill old Tom there. When uh, Maggie shows up to pick him up and and kind of distracts them, uh, they go into the, she goes into the house, and they, they have a big fight. And then um, old Frank comes up from the, from the cellar, having not killed himself, and kills Kurt and 
Yeah. Her and Harry. Why did he shoot the gun? <laughs> so yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. I think I get Makes it. me wonder what he shot. Well, think he about like, it. Whoa. Like this is <laughs> this is this is hands down the most stressful situation of his life. Like, it's more stress he's ever been. Totally. And he shot at him to make it like to scare him out of the basement. <laughs> anyway, he he tells Tom and Maggie that um, you know they they covered up for their kids because they didn't want to. You know the the deed was done. They didn't want their kids to have to go to jail forever for for, for something that they beings. yeah for yeah. something that they attributed to as an accident. You know, go to jail for being criminals. criminals. Yeah. 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 Um. And he he couldn't live with the guilt. They you know he knew that they wanted to murder him, and he he just couldn't let that stand because it was a decent neighborhood. The final <laughs> image of this scene is sort of a bookend to the first image. Uh, the Witzke family is moving to a new place. Um, you see them driving through the new neighborhood in the car. Jake's in the back, and he's he's hearing all the voices of the ghosts in the in the neighborhood. And you get the sense that even though they've been through all this ordeal, you know it's nothing's ever going to change. There's plenty plenty more where that came from, and that's the end. And she was didn't they say she was she was mentally handicapped? Yeah, eight year old. They call that guy called her a retard. Which the thing we're starting to learn now that all the people in movies without retard are actually autistic. Exactly, just seemed autistic. I'm you not, just never go full retard. <laughs> uh, so what did you guys think of this movie? That was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Sorry, it wasn't my favorite, but like I said, I enjoyed it a lot because I was six cents without all the crying. Yeah, 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 I'm being a little bitch about it. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, and have you noticed, like, ever since The Sixth Sense, the rate of people crying in M. Night Shyamalan movies has just shot through the fucking roof. Oh, Every I movie, everybody's just bawling. I don't watch movies anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, Unbreakable, like, they are just crying that entire movie. Unbreakable was, like, was before, and that was an amazing like, movie. Goddamn superhero. Yeah, like, like, be a fucking and then, like, when it. they, that's, the scene that stuck out to me is when, like, they saw the newspaper article, he looked at his dad, they both realized it was him that, like, saved the people, and they were both like, I'm like, to go, dude. <laughs> Fuck that guy up. Just because you don't have emotions, Colby. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I would have to go the other way and say there's not enough crying in movies yeah, because people go through some crazy shit and they act like it doesn't phase them at all. I cry twice a day at least. Yeah. <laughs> like a, I cry at movies where people should be crying. <laughs> or previews. You know, it's like in Star Wars. Like, you're like, you know, and you're like, I cry too. <laughs> I cry when the Ewok died. I did too. That shit was sad. Oh, oh yeah. That wouldn't crushed me. Poking his body. Oh, God. That was terrible. The thing I didn't like about this movie is it did the whole, like, people don't see ghosts because they're not open to them thing, which I hate that, because I feel like I'm, if I were not to be open to a kick in the nuts hurting, it'd still hurt pretty bad, even if I wasn't open to it, the idea of it hurting. If you could convince yourself it didn't, though, you can control your pain. I'm just saying, though, like, and if I say, I don't see trees anymore, I'm still going to see those trees, I just ignore them. You know, I really liked what what (laughs) Neil was saying when he was describing the, the gift. He said, it's like walking through a dark tunnel with a flashlight. You see some things, you don't really know what they are, um... And he said, you know, Jake had a much better flashlight because he could actually see what was going on. I thought that was a cool way to explain it because, you know, occasionally you see some shit in the world and you go, I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. Might have been aliens, might have been ghosts, but it's, it's a neat, great movie, though. Yeah, neat way to describe it. Um, where I think the movie was weak was um, there was no there was no transformation in the characters. Yeah. At the end of the movie, they were all pretty much the same. Well, there they was, were back to loving each other again. Yeah. It seemed like Kevin Bacon was yeah. more manly than he was in the first. And he was probably a rock star mm. by the end. But they never, they never, they never showed us exactly. Like he was driving to a gig. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't show us that. They didn't show us any changes. 
in the family dynamic. There was no <clears throat> character development because you don't you didn't maybe. see anything <laughs> afterwards. I thought there was character development in the main character. You saw him going from being like just floating through life, going and getting drunk, to being like he had a purpose now. Was, well, but here's the thing though: is when when he's accomplished that goal and he's back to his normal life, what has he gained? Is he a better man? They didn't show it. Is he a different man? They didn't show it. Did he go right back to the same old routine? He didn't see anybody didn't like say. thanking him for the family coming and thanking him for solving. Right, you didn't. Whatever, you didn't see anything. anything. It was just like that. He was probably him. Is still gonna lose his job because he hasn't been there. Right, like, all his vacation. <laughs> oh, you saw the murder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. hired. <laughs> although, although he wouldn't have to pay for the house because the landlord got shot. So yeah, they got at least one month free rent. <laughs> I, like, I, yeah. I still live there. <laughs> yeah, I like to think that the wife will be less of a nagging plot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we that was the other guy's wife. We didn't see, or no, was no. it? What? Because wasn't that Frank's wife? Who's Frank? The, the the nagging wife wasn't. No, that she no. was no. not. That was no. Tom's wife. She's like, like when he was when he was digging in the backyard and she was bitching at him. I was like, clearly he's. Well, he wouldn't evidence. tell her why. Yeah. She knew why. She knew Did that she there was a ghost. Why? Yeah, yeah. She oh. knew. Like, he predicted the mom's fucking death. Oh, but I'd be like, wait, well, you're yeah, she's old. <laughs> <laughs> he, he told her that the phone was about to ring and they're about to tell her that the, her mom, grandma or mom or whatever the hell died. And she's still like, oh, stop digging up the thing. <laughs> no. Like, oh, Tom. <laughs> Like you fucking let him let him do his thing. Like you know, you know there's a goddamn ghost. Put like a small hole in the backyard. Uh, Like you dug up the whole thing. If you knew he was psychic and he was trying to find a body, like yeah, but he never did. He ever tell her that? Like directly? Hey, I didn't see. I'm gonna need to know why. I'm gonna need direct. Like I'm. I don't pick up vibes very well. Yeah, you knew my grandma was gonna die. I would ignore that. You have to tell me directly. I see ghosts. There's ghosts in this backyard. Like. I mean, you kind right. of did, though. I mean, if, if I had evidence that my wife was seeing ghosts, I'd be like, all right, do whatever the hell you need to do. Like, <laughs> But she was do? worried about him, and that's how she was yeah. expressing that worry. Yeah. Which is another thing I, that I hate in movies is like, yeah, okay, you get that she's like trying to, like, she's, yeah, she's trying to hold the family together. Well, like, can't you make it any other way besides her being a nagging fucking twat all of the time? <laughs> but she was proactive. Like, she went and sought out Neil in a dark alley. She really? was trying to, like, find a, oh, find yeah, a so solution. Well, but something. that, though, yeah. lends itself to, like, <coughs> stop bitching because clearly he was a contact Yeah, she had that evidence, too. And he's been put on a mission. But I think she, anytime someone in your life isn't being rational, it's got to be frustrating. You, you want to scream at them. Even if you know this, I mean, if you know your friend's a drug addict, you still are like, quit being a fuck up. Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> That's That's true. You know? so I, I think it was a genuine. The, the other problem I have with these type of movies is, is ghosts are kind of ass wipes in them. Because country have just said, hey, my body's in that wall. Yeah, well, I mean, why, why do you like appear as like a, like just walking on stairs? Why make the bath cold? Just say, this wall right here, knock it down. I'm behind there. She could talk so clearly to the child. Why can't you tell the child? And that plus, like, tell your dad to fucking knock she's, down the wall. She's going around turning off lights, making baths cold, doing all this shit. Like, well, that's and then the guy <laughs> who spent all his time finding her fucking body, giving her peace, is about to get killed. She doesn't do a fucking thing. Yeah, doesn't she... do a fucking thing. Doesn't turn on a light, make but it hard she... for him to aim his gun. <laughs> Nothing. She wasn't the brightest though. Huh? She can make a bath cold and make it so TVs that's can't like, shut off. That's like as soon as you're ghosting. She unplugged the TV. And then, or he had played TV and it still stayed on. What was that? Dawn of the Dead? Night of the Dead? What was mm-hmm. that? Night Living Dead. Yeah, Night Living Dead. And like, she can't even just be like, Spooky, watch this TV turn on. Run, motherfucker. Okay. 
For each he movie, <laughs> Kathleen digs through the dirt and slime of the filthy internet to bring us this week's terrifying trivia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, The hypnosis sequence in which Tom is hypnotized for the first time follows actual hypnosis techniques. And to ensure that the audience hasn't been put to sleep, some susceptible people have been, they added a musical accent to keep everyone awake. Interesting. Kicks in Inception? (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, We mentioned this earlier uh, during the hypnosis scene. There is a safety pin being stuck through Tom's hand, and this was not a special effect. They actually paid a uh, stuntman to really stick it through his hand. It doesn't hurt that bad. Uh, I used to like to freak kids out when I was in elementary school. I'd take a stapler and put a staple in my arm because it doesn't, you barely feel it. People would be like, holy shit, you just stapled his arm. I'm like, yeah, crazy, right? But really, it's just a staple gun. Huh? What about a staple gun? Well, that's a different story. (laughs) All right, and the scene where. uh, Tom is digging in the back, and then he has this fight with his wife, and then he walks and he kicks that bucket and it breaks the window. That really happened. wasn't planned. It was just like a happy accident, but since he stayed in character, they used it in the movie. I was, awesome. I was, yeah. was going to say, where you, you said this movie was weak in points, where it was strong in points, was that it had Kevin Bacon in it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's Kevin Bacon. And I said this while we were watching the movie, but I'd like to reiterate. I really appreciate that they let him drink a lot in the movie, because he does look thirsty to me. <laughs> he looks <laughs> yeah. so just, yeah. yeah. Like, he just needs about ripped. a gallon more. That's true. Also, you gotta with, be the, dehydrated, sure, that with the haircut he had in this movie and the facial hair, I seriously thought, like, a lot of times, like, you could switch out Ethan Hawke right now, and you'd never know the difference. <laughs> you would, because all of a sudden, things would get sad and whiny. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, all, you'd get all your M. Night Shyamalan crying you didn't want. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, um, there is a sequel to this movie called Stir of Echoes, The Homecoming, starring Rob Lowe, Ooh. and um, Tom's son, Jake, played by Zachary David Cope, is the only one to make a brief cameo. Well, they're not actually tied together. It didn't sound, I read it on the MDB. Yeah. Like a weird. Was there a soldier or something? Yeah, it was like PT. SD. The other day I was like, the words don't line up. Post traumatic stress. And they're like, it's not dramatic. Something's so dramatic. I told her that was the high school version. PTSD. It is time once again to meet your monster. Uh, the monster is a ghost. <laughs> the end. Yes. You need to shut it down right now. People got what they came for. Ghosts and horrible and teenage boys, pretty much. Mm. Teenage boys are horrible. They really are monsters. Mm. Yeah, I was wondering how you're gonna do that because the ghost technically wasn't the monster. Yeah, it the, wasn't. Yeah. The monster was the kids and their Man shitty parents. Was the monster? Yeah. The yeah, it was the shitty parents. And this movie's just like Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar. I mean, in your defense, Avatar is like a thousand other movies. Yeah. Though, so. yeah, it was. It was society's pressure on boys and what they're expected to do and. No, we do have a lot of pressure. <laughs> I'm glad. So take that, society. <laughs> Here on Meet Your Monsters, we like to examine all forms of depravity, and so now for the mathematically perverted, the Colby Count. Okay. 
Sucks knew they had three bodies. Um, half of us claimed to have seen half a nipple in the sex oh, scene. Oh, totally. Yeah, there was half a nipple. <laughs> Wasn't a whole lot of... A lot of death in this movie. Yeah. I'm okay with Just that. Just the one. Yeah. It's good to have a lot of bodies in some movies. Good to keep it low in some other movies. Yeah. This is one we don't really need to see a lot of boobs in, probably. What? But it hurt. But it would have been. <laughs> 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 it's, it's always room for boobs. Okay. That should be on our t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The films we discuss on this podcast are horrifying, but sometimes real life events... Oh, real life is even more fucked up. Brace yourself for the nefarious news. Really? Got the sound effect game locked down. That's right. Killing it. So this story comes, uh, oh, doesn't come from anywhere. The internet. (laughs) It's about the Greenbrier ghost. Um, It's about a young woman who was murdered in 1897. Um, She was married to a drifter named Shu. Edward Shue. Um, she was found laying um, on her stairs, dead, hand across her stomach. Um, a doctor came in to like check the body, but her husband had already dressed her, um, was holding her in his lap, and he wouldn't let her really look at the, the doctor look at the body. And he was just crying so hard and so upset, the doctor was like, okay, that's cool, and blamed it on um, childbirth. But there was no proof that she was pregnant, and so he had he had seen her for um, woman problems, they call it. So he just assumed she was having a baby. I have no idea. <laughs> so she died. Um, her mother says that um, she had a dr- dream four weeks after the funeral. Um, the girl that got murdered's name was Zana. Zana said her husband was a cruel man who abused her. And got mad at her one night after he thought she had cooked no meat for dinner, broke her neck, and threw her down the stairs. And well, no meat at all? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hold on. You want to take that extra? Um, and the ghost showed her this by turning her head completely around. So that's what her mother said. Um, so <laughs> they, they had a, the body exhumed. They found out the... They found... Because when... When she was buried, she had a really high neck dress on, and so they found a bunch of bruising on her neck. Her larynx? Larynx. Larynx. Was crushed um, and even broken, so he was convicted of murder. That's crazy shit. Yeah, that's crazy shit. And she's never seen again. So her mom stuck to the story that it was the ghost that came and told her, but, but that's it. So she solved her own murder. Nice. No need for dinner. And and without any cryptic messages. <laughs> no, just, uh, just straight up told her, huh? Just tra- yeah. See. She just like, oh, I thought she like the head <laughs> turn is what told her. I was like, yeah. how did she get that from me? Oh, <laughs> so so I, I see. The ghost can only do charades. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so Samantha. <Sounds> like... <laughs> <laughs> Two words. Bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I don't know how I murdered you. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna do this for the movie, but. It came out. <laughs> so yeah, this is a proof of the ghost actually um, communicates well. So real life, it's okay. Yeah. Thank you, real life ghost. <laughs> Thanks, Zona. Zona. That's like a name my kid. Zona. Add that to the list of baby names. Yeah. What was the one we came up with last week? Jesus Thunder? Thunder. <laughs> what was Jesus it? Thunder, yeah. Jesus Thunder stick or something? Hmm. Christ Thunder. Christ oh. Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
uh, hours of effort and creativity go into making a movie, and there's always some asshole just waiting to shit on it. And so on behalf of the underappreciated horror filmmakers, we are here to take revenge with the critical critique. So this critique oh. was done by... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Wait. I, I got really caught up in it. Do the sound like that. I like those. All right. We'll just edit it. Oh, my God. They've all gone. <laughs> okay. So, that was you, right? That was me. Yeah. That's a that's a you? Mm-hmm. You saw like you're a movie. Alright, let's hear this. Uh alright, so this is uh done by E online. It doesn't really um say who I, they are reputable. I can so tell I wanna hear what they say about I can already tell you what E online's problem with this movie was. No, Kim Kardashian cast. wasn't in it. <laughs> yeah. They'd have Miley Zero Cyrus. Kardashians. Zero Vagislip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what these cocksmokers said. Yeah. Alright. So, with its jumpy manipulative shocks, the movie would be a hit in any other year, but coming on the heels of Sense, which they mean Sixth Sense, these echoes are faint at best. Um, yeah, so I picked that one because I really hate it when they compare it to another movie that came out in the same year. Like, who gives a shit? Why would you take that into consideration when you're gauging your enjoyment of the movie? Like, ah, this would be so much better if I hadn't seen that other movie. Like, But if you had to pick Kevin Bacon or Bruce Willis? Okay. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Bruce Willis. Different, uh, different times for different in seasons. In a movie. <laughs> 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 I don't think I would like Kevin Bacon in Die Hard. Well, let's do it. Would you like Bruce Willis in Footloose? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but let's do it this way then. Which do you prefer, Stir of Echoes or Six Sense? Six Sense. I gotta go Stir of Echoes on this Really? One. Mm-hmm. There's too much Pretty feelings good. for you? No, there's too much feelings. It's just that uh, there's so many too parts. Like, <laughs> even at the end, it's, it was still depressing. Like, their whole situation was just so depressing. It was so And sad. when you go back like, and really look at the Sixth Sense, it's really stupid. <laughs> because why wouldn't you? Like, nobody talks to him. <gasps> Like, and he doesn't know, like, yeah. he That's part of it, man. How did he get inside like, the little kid's house when he's sitting yes, down with the mom? It, Why does he think his, his wife is such a fucking bitch that she's not going to talk to him for a <laughs> month? Because and he got shot, she's mad at him for getting shot, so she's not going to talk to him for a what month? What were the chances that he walked in that room and went and sat down and started talking to the mom when she was sitting there, too? Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't, like, get up halfway through That's and how have ghosties work. <laughs> I just picture him, and he's like, man, ever since I got shot, everybody's been a real asshole. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like she didn't sit there and like pick her nose or anything. She was alone. She was probably flicking boogers. He's like, oh, you're a real weird lady. And just like... Girls don't do that. Their, their, their whole situation where like they're just like poor and he's picked on. And it's just like, I can see that in real life. I don't want to watch yeah. movies about it. Man, you're some hate motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was a great so, movie. It was yeah, so good. Was really I remember seeing this with my sister who was, out. I don't know, nine maybe? And we get out, we watch it, and we go to the parking lot. And she goes, wait... He was dead the whole time? <laughs> just like, oh my god, it was the best. Okay, let's get meta about murder with Matt's themes and tropes. There's the, uh, what's the worst that can happen trope right before it gets hypnotized. And, you know, this is always a cheeky wink to the audience, but it's also really lazy foreshadowing. Mm. That's true, he did say that. Yeah. He just didn't get real. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I, I figured this is why I was going to bring up BuzzFeed. Like, Wait, can I really quick tell my... my the you had your chance. Are you going to try to figure out which character in the movie you are? Is that why you pulled up BuzzFeed? 
No. Is he going to take the quiz no, on no. which character? <laughs> no, like sure. yeah. <laughs> no um, yeah, I just kind of realized in my earlier tropes, um, I'm going to do something different for these, because earlier I was just saying, like, these are things that happened, and now I'm going to go into why these tropes happen in movies. Ooh. And that's why I brought up BuzzFeed, because BuzzFeed is basically, hey, remember the 90s? And then <laughs> there, it's like no editorial tage, whatsoever. Yeah, it's true. It's like, yeah, we do! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're awful. And they also steal content from Cracked, so they're a bunch of assholes. They sure do. Mm. Cracked is amazing. Yep. Okay, do your thing. (laughs) (laughs) There was that, and there's the the always classic bathroom mirror scare. And this became popular because it's like a really creepy and easy way to show someone like sneaking up and just appearing without destroying the build up by like showing someone creep up on them. Like it just seems like they appear when they tilt the mirror back. Like jumpy scared. Yeah, and it also kind of kills two birds with one stone because it's showing us that the protagonist is worn down and needs some kind of drugs out of the cabinet mm, <laughs> to true. deal with what's happening. Do you like the fake ones where they like, close the mirror real quick and there's nothing there and the music and goes, they, <laughs> and open it and then they close it again. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also the trip of the creepy kid who is way too calm for the situation and knows way too much about everything. The reason this kind of comes up a lot is that we kind of see kids as something innocent, but uh, when the opposite turns out to be true, it's unsettling. Or at least this was an explanation that I read, but I have a different theory that goes way the opposite way, in that kids are just evil inherently. (laughs) (laughs) Because, and we should be afraid of them, because, you know, they're not born with empathy, that's something they have to learn, so... You know, if you don't have empathy, you're basically a serial killer anyway, so... That's a first and you know, also Abe has a story too about when he was a serial killer kid. Yeah. And you stabbed. And you didn't mom. know the difference between right and wrong, right? <laughs> I did stab my mother with a steak knife oh, as a child. Yeah. What? This is only one time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's maybe it proves your point. You didn't know. Yeah, you didn't realize that you can't do that. He knew. You didn't know. That. <laughs> That's what you told us at work. Well, what happens was I I have the steak knife. I run up on her. I stab her in the leg. The blood shoots out, and I scream and ran away. And then later was when we had the big, like, movie violence talk. Mm. So, yeah, it was so, definitely yeah. like, the yeah, stuff you in have the movie is kids. pink. Yeah. Yeah. Teach kids that other people mm-hmm. feel things. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> is yeah. bad. You don't want to yeah, hurt Christ other people. <laughs> 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 His mom is so nice, too. Like, <laughs> we're going to learn that he had, like, a so here's third something. brother. <laughs> 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 Did you going to mention the trope of that all black dudes have to shine? Yep, I was... <laughs> Oh, sorry. That. I didn't know you were done. <laughs> yeah, no, so we have the, the wizened black man stereotype. Oh. <laughs> I think your dog's a racist. <laughs> no, that stereotype pissed him off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was at the time. Stereotypes? Although, compared to older stereotypes of black people, it's pretty good. We well, go this a is, long way in stereotypes. This is actually like an over... <laughs> You compensation for that. Like, okay, you know, we've been pretty shitty to black people. Let's let's give them some yeah, superpowers. Yeah, well, and they only work to help. Yeah, exactly. Man, they know? only, yeah, they only aid the white person. They're willing to make any sacrifice. They will die for the white man. Okay, I just but watched The needed. Shining last yeah, right? night. Is it, is it really just two movies? No, it's tons of movies. What other yeah, movies? Uh, uh, Legend of Bagger Vans. Yeah. The Stand, there was that wizened old black oh, lady. Oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mother Abigail. Yeah, yeah, Matrix. The Matrix, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, you're right. 
Wow. Ghost. And it's... Ghost? Yeah. If we're going to be uh, stereotypical, let's at least give them powers, man. you know? Yeah. I appreciate it. Boy, that's interesting. Yeah, and I tried to figure out why this was a thing, because it's a very specific trope mm-hmm. that happens a lot, and the closest thing I got to an explanation is that you know, somehow we associate them as closer to their roots and, you know, being mm. more in tune with mysticism. nature and, yeah, and mysticism, mm. which can be racist in itself. Just to <laughs> You know, it's funny you should say it, though, because they say that if, if Africa was where evolution started, well, you know, you could true. see that, that them being closer to that original... Maybe as a bunch of white people, we shouldn't talk about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know where well, I think that's like, <laughs> We can talk about it. We're not being assholes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's fascinating. And then there's also the, the nagging wife trope, which, yeah. uh, you know, technically she was in the right throughout the whole movie. She was bringing up a lot of great points. But, you, you know, she was just kind of a bitch about it. <laughs> it keeps the movie, like, grounded and, you know, it points out to the audience that. Yeah, the things that are happen- happening aren't really normal. I read an article once about that. It was about Breaking Bad. How everybody thought that what was his wife's name? Skyler. Skyler. Everybody talked about how what a bitch she was, but like this article was like, her husband's a fucking murderous meth dealer. <laughs> <Wasn't> <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, that might be. Yes, a bit he stressful. was lovable, but also he was pretty. Those good. people are wrong. She was amazing. <laughs> yeah, she was I ain't got it for her. I was like, shit. bitch, shut up and take the money. Jesus. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, and for themes, uh, the one theme that I got of this movie is that every wrong has the potential to be righted and should be righted, and this is what happens in movies all the time because movies are the hyper-reality that we all wish for, mm-hmm. and the movies that don't adhere to this are always depressing and usually not as popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and tend to win an Oscar. That's true. Yeah. You're right, though. If if something happens and she like her killer just never got caught, it'd just yeah. be like, yeah. Fuck. like you wish, like their girls could come back yeah. and tell you who killed them and where their body is. Yeah, the real life endings are always just like, yeah, that would happen. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. a bummer. Okay. You have no idea where the fuck her body is or who yeah. happened to her. Bummer. Yeah. It occurred <laughs> to me you saying that about the all those tropes. I have one of those kids in my comic. Creepy kid? Well, Peach, because she, she, all these creepy things happen and it doesn't phase her at all. But the way that I always <coughs> thought about it was that uh, she's so sweet that she just doesn't imagine anybody doing anything bad. Hmm? The ugly tree available now. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> like it on I forget the Like it on Facebook. Yeah. Like Meteor Rest or something. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. We're prior following you already. I also put some pins on Pinterest. <laughs> oh, nice. we have Pinterest? Now the fun starts with everyone's favorite pieces and parts. <laughs> he was wearing uh, a social distortion shirt, and they're one of my favorite bands. Woo. That's a real thing? I found all those yeah, in my band. Yeah, yeah, you know, you've heard of them. Have I? Probably. Oh, that ball and chain song? Yeah. yeah. Sing it to the... me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll cue it up on Spotify. Uh, they did the Johnny Cash cover, Ring of Fire cover. Oh, yeah. they're amazing. Hmm. Anywho, my favorite scene was um, he pulled his tooth out. Ooh, I mean, gross. it was my favorite scene that yeah. grossed me the fuck out. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. I really <laughs> liked the, uh, the theater when she was hypnotizing him. I thought that was Absolutely. awesome how they did that. Like, how when she, like, because <clears throat> it felt like it was real, you know, like how it would really happen in your mind. Like, okay, picture theater. 
like he pictures the theater and then like now like but then she's like but it's all black and it all turned black I, yeah I thought that was cool the CGI for 1999 was pretty goddamn good mm-hmm. I like when she was being killed and like broke her fingernail in half oh that's the worst that is the freaking yeah. worst mm, fingernails coming off mm-hmm. like even from um, when it's Silence of the Lambs when you just see the fingernails in the wall and then in that pit because mm-hmm. you knew they popped off that way oh. I liked all the parts with Kevin Bacon <laughs> and when he doesn't wear a shirt. Right. Oh, I forgot that was part of the Colby count. Are we going to count all the Kevin Bacon ads we yeah. saw? There were 12 of them. <laughs> I think he had 16 ads. Yeah. You're going all the way up to his neck. <laughs> Something about Kevin Bacon. He looks like he weighs like 130 pounds, but mm-hmm. could still whoop an ass. He probably did oh, yeah. that. He looks yeah, so kind of strung out. He should have been in fight club. Yeah, yeah. he would have been good. Yeah. Would have made more sense than Brad Pitt. Oh, I don't mean instead of Brad Pitt. No. I just meant like in the actual. <laughs> no, Brad Pitt made no Shut sense in that role. They said that, even said like in it they go, um, men are not underwear models, and it's fucking Brad Pitt. Yeah, but every, that Tyler Durden is everything that he wants to be. So why and wouldn't he be a perfect? Brad specimen? Pitt is literally only famous because he is attractive. He's got nothing <gasps> no, else. What an actor! The yeah. fuck it. Oh, you guys gotta show me some examples here. Cause... Um, the Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting uh, Dracula. No. Interview with the vampire. Yes. Interview with the vampire, and it looks like his face is paralyzed the whole movie. Because he's a vampire. Yeah. He's not faced by things anymore. Yeah. What was your favorite part? Old hat. Mine was the same as Derek's. The movie theory scene was mm. really good. A thing I didn't like was the crabby version of Painted Black that they played. They should have played the real one. It was, Can you imagine it was not how a good much cover. That, like, that, that song is true, but that song is amazing. <laughs> and that version was poop. In closing, to feed the sun god with junk food movie dialogue, oh, we offer unto you the Quetzalcoatl. For a little explanation of that sound effect, a Quetzalcoatl is a feathered serpent, so... Oh, <laughs> that's that's wings that. and hissing. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Duh. You at home. Now, now. Um, Did anybody get a quote from <laughs> uh, when the one, When the kid said, does it hurt to be dead? I thought that was kind of yeah. dumb, but that was a quote. <laughs> that's uh, a really cool. I think at some point he said... Buy me some orange juice or something, because he drank a lot of orange juice. Why Why did he have so much orange juice in this thing? Yeah. I think he's yeah. just thirsty, so he's... But he never drank it, obviously, because he's all... Mine was, this is a decent neighborhood. Oh, right. <laughs> I like it. So that was, that's I like equivalent it. of that bitch dessert. <laughs> uh, I liked when he said the flashlight metaphor. That was a good... That explained it, like you said. Yeah. At least... Made me feel like the whole prim- like the whole thing was less stupid of why the ghost didn't just fucking tell him. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because what if the ghost was like, I'm in here, asshole! <laughs> I'm over here! And he's like, oh, and he's like <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that weird. She's like, no, no, get no, closer. no, keep going. Get <laughs> 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 uh, anybody else got one? <laughs> reached out her hand. Touch it, and he just like she just pushed him into the basement. Like, stop there, idiot! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is the end of Meet Your Monsters for this week. Uh, we're gonna go eat some fucking food because I'm hungry. To my friend, oh wait, thanks to my friends for hanging out. That's you guys, <laughs> and thanks to you at home for listening. If you want to follow along, next week's movie will be Annabelle. Woo. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.